Hello, and welcome to In Awe and Wonder podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Hamilton. So it has been a while since I have recorded a podcast. That was not my intent. Uh, We were in the middle of going through a book by Jerry Bridges called The Joy of Fearing God. So it was a study on the fear of God, what it is, and how we are to live with the fear of God. I tried a couple of different times to start recording another episode of that, and inevitably everything kept going crazy in my life. So I apologize for just trailing off with that with no warning. And you know, the pandemic hit and things were all turned upside down. I did stop working at the Christian school where I was an aide. So um, I chose this year, even though they were opening and operating and offered me to come back, I declined the offer and opted instead to stay at home in part for my children, because their schools are on and off, depending on the COVID cases there, and also because my older two are on a hybrid schedule. So they are only attending in person two days a week, and they're home, supposed to be learning online for three days a week. Although the way their school is doing it is kind of weird. Like they don't have online, in-person Zoom meetings or sessions of any sort. It's just that their teachers have assigned them work to work on for the rest of the week that they need to work on independently and get done. Because of that, I thought it would be best for me to stay at home with them and to make sure that they are getting their work done and to help with any technical difficulties that they might be having and kind of like do my job as an aide that I was doing before, but just at home with my own children. I can sort of tutor them if they need it to with their subjects. So. In a way, it's been nice and a blessing. In other ways, it's quite stressful. So, but the other part of my decision to stay at home and not go back to work full time was because of this podcast and just a desire to do ministry work in some way. So, working full time was just too much. I didn't have time to fit a whole lot else in. So, If you were following along with the Jerry Bridges book, I do hope that you went on to finish the book. And if you haven't finished it yet, I encourage you to go ahead and do so. But at this time, I'm still not going to go back to podcasting on that book. Um, I think part of the issue is that I am very thorough. I like to dig in deep. I like to study. And so I thought with that book that it would be good since it had a built-in study guide at the end, which would facilitate more of that study and digging in and having probably more content to talk about on the podcast. So that part of it was good. But the other part that wasn't so good is that I did choose to try to go through a book so that it would be somewhat, I don't want to say easy necessarily, but so that the content would be there. I would have a topic and just read through it and talk about it. But because of the way that I am, I feel like I had to read everything. I had to go through the study very thoroughly and also, you know, even into like cross references and and studying all this stuff to be um, adequately prepared for the podcast episode. So it really turned into way more preparation than I originally thought or intended that it would be. 
but the things, the topics are just too important to me to just not be prepared as much as well. So it's kind of a, a two-edged sword. But yeah, through this um, pandemic thing of lockdowns and then not knowing what each week is going to look like from week to week, part of the thing is that for the whole first half of this school year, I didn't know whether, you know, my kids were going to have school or not. I didn't know what days or not. There was no consistency or no like pre-planning or schedule that could be kept really. It was just all fly by the seat of your pants. So that's really difficult. Like for me, I'm a planner and I like to plan out ahead and have calendars and lists and all that kind of stuff. So this type of non-schedule thing is quite chaotic for me. I mean, I can roll with it. Also, I am an easygoing person, but for trying to, whether it's doing any type of work from home or um, anything with any structure, such as the podcast, it just like flew out the window because I was like, I cannot deal with this. It's just chaos. Also, in that time, our middle daughter broke her foot at cheer practice. So we've been going through that, although she is pretty much all healed up and back to normal by now. So switching gears now to get into the meat of what we are doing now. Uh, for one thing I wanted to say is that last year, uh, for 2020, I did read through the whole entire Bible in one year, which I think was the first time that I was actually successful at completing the whole entire year. That was a really, really awesome experience. And I would highly encourage anybody to go ahead and undertake that. Um, I did the plan last year where you read a couple of chapters of the Old Testament, a couple chapters of New Testament, and a Psalm and Proverbs every single day. And I was doing that in conjunction with a parenting devotional that Nancy Guthrie wrote. The name of it is slipping my mind right now, but um, I will try to remember to put that in the show notes in case you wanted to check that out. That is an excellent devotional. And especially, you know, for us in our family right now, we are at the challenging time where we have three daughters. They're all teenagers or very close to teenager. Our oldest is 16. Our middle daughter is almost 15 in May. And our youngest daughter will be 12 in May. So, um, yes, three girls, all between 16 and almost 12. So this is fun times. <laughs> So uh, Nancy Guthrie's parenting devotional was very encouraging, and I recommend that. This year, I decided to do a chronological reading plan where I wouldn't be reading like Old Testament, New Testament, Solomon, Proverb every single day. I would just be chronologically going through the Bible. And then it just so happened that I had heard a podcast sometime last year, like the last part of the year, I think it was, about the D group, which is, stands for discipleship groups. They have a podcast out called The Bible Recap. And the host for that show uh, was on somebody else's podcast that I listened to. So that's where I heard about it. And so with the start of the new year, I decided I'd like to go ahead and go through the Bible again this year, but chronologically this time. 
And at the same time, I wanted to check out this Bible recap podcast so that I could do a reading and then listen to a discussion about that specific reading right after reading it. So I guess it worked out that the chronological plan that I pick is exactly the same plan that the Bible recap is going through. So it worked out perfectly with January 1st. I just started with the plan. And so I do the, the daily reading. It's usually between two and four chapters of the Bible a day. And then right after I read, I listen to that podcast, which is normally, I would say, between like seven and 10-ish minutes. So it's not very long. And I'm also a person who listens to my podcasts at double speed because I listen to so many and I have so many things I want to listen to that I just want to like zoom through things while I'm doing other things. So my kids and my husband have heard me sometimes listening to things without headphones on and they will be like, how do you understand anything that is being said? But I don't know, I just do. My brain has adapted and I'm able to just go ahead and listen to people talk really fast and then just absorb what they said somehow. <laughs> and then in conjunction with that, I'm also going through a devotional by Tim Keller called The Songs of Jesus. So it is going through the Psalms. My sister gave it to me as a Christmas present this past year. So I was just going ahead and reading through that as well. And on March 11th, I'm just going to read the section of the psalm and then what was written underneath that because it kind of just talks about fearing God, which is what we were talking about with the Jerry Bridges book. And so I wanted to kind of use that as a segue to moving into what we're going to be doing. So it was Psalm 36, 1 through 4. That says, I have a message from God in my heart concerning the sinfulness of the wicked. There is no fear of God before their eyes. In their own eyes, they flatter themselves too much to detect or hate their sin. The words of their mouths are wicked and deceitful. They fail to act wisely or do good. Even on their beds, they plot evil. They commit themselves to a sinful course and do not reject what is wrong. Okay, so just zoning in on there's no fear of God before their eyes. And that is congruent to the wicked. So to have no fear of God is basically what wickedness is. And so Tim Keller wrote, An Anatomy of Sin. Fearing God is not mere belief in him. It is to be so filled with joyful awe before the magnificence of God that we tremble at the privilege of knowing, serving, and pleasing him. Sin shrugs at God. Its essence is failing to believe, not that he exists, but that he matters. This attitude is deadly. Fear of God and self-understanding grow or diminish together. Indifference toward God is a form of self-conceit and self-deception. To feel no need for God is to be out of touch with reality. Such people have ceased to be wise. What starts as mere overconfidence can grow into dishonesty and cruelty. Sin is spiritual cancer. So just highlighting again that fearing God is not mere belief in him, but it is to be so filled with joyful awe before the magnificence of God that we tremble at the privilege of knowing, serving, and pleasing him. And that is the whole essence of what it means to fear God and how we should be conducting ourselves in our Christian daily lives. 
and probably would be encapsulating the whole point of Jerry Bridges' book. Um, But right now for this season, as I was contemplating things about the podcast back over Christmas break, I really knew that I needed to get moving with it again. And I wanted to. (laughs) But again, I was like, I don't have time to devote to that whole study on the fear of God. And so, um, you know, I need to find something else to do a little bit of a different direction, something that won't be as time consuming and some sort of a schedule that I could at least try to plan on. <laughs> and um, and maybe with some sort of subject matters to where I could do a whole grouping of podcasts like over the course of a day or two and then work on editing them and getting them released like once a week maybe and do it far out in advance enough to where, you know, I would have a bit of a breathing room in there, but yet episodes would still be going out. So that is what I'm going to be trying to do to record a whole bunch of episodes that will cover like two or three months worth of episodes being released once a week so that they can just go out and be scheduled to release on their own. And then, you know, I'll be working on adding episodes and future ones beyond that, but at least making it not feel so pressured. Like, okay, if schedules get thrown up in the air and completely chaotic again, then I'm not going to be like just falling off the face of the podcasting earth again. (laughs) So the schedule that I've come up with, the topics that I've come up with to do are pull up my spreadsheet because I'm so organized here. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I did a schedule from April through December. We are going to do a different topic each week for each month. So like week one in the month, we're going to talk about an attribute of God, one of his characteristics or one of his names that he has called in the Bible. Week two, uh, we will be reading and discussing a psalm. Week three... We are going to be looking at the life and death of some Christian martyrs. In that will be included the lives and deaths of many of the apostles of Jesus uh, from the New Testament, as well as I have people from the 1500s type of era. era. Um, And then I have more, more modern people, I would say from around... The 1970s, for the most part, up until around 2000. So like each episode, I have three people listed. One would be either an apostle or someone from like the first century after Christ. Um, And then somebody from around the 1500s and then someone from more modern times. And then in week four... We will look at a hymn story. Hymns meaning H-Y-M-N-S, as in the songs that you sing in church, like the old songs. (laughs) Um, And so we will be reading the lyrics of a particular hymn. And I can put a link in the show notes of a website where you could go to listen to that hymn. And then... We will also be looking at who wrote it and the history behind um, the person and or event that they wrote the hymn. We will just plan on that for right now and see how this goes. 
but I have everything written out like I have each attribute of God to look at each month. I have the psalm to look at each month. I have the martyrs and I have the hymns. So everything is written out on my spreadsheet and we're going to give a shot at this. I chose all of these things because they are they are things that I think build people's faith. They're inspiring in some way and they definitely are edifying. They're edifying to the saints. And I know it might seem morbid to talk about martyrs and their deaths, but there is something that is strengthening and faith building about that just to recognize that there are so many people who have given up their physical earthly lives just to stand up for what they believe. And there's a whole lot more that I could say. I have an introduction to each of these areas written up, which I will be sharing as we go along. So uh, you'll learn more about why I picked that when I read that document. Okay, so to get on with, this is the first episode of the month, which means that we would be talking about the names or attributes of God. You might not have known that the Bible refers to God in different names at different times and in different situations. The names are meant to reflect some part of God's character or one of his attributes. We will look at a different name each month. I'll try to say the Hebrew name, which we'll see how that goes, and the English translation of it. We'll look at the name in context of the Bible. We'll talk about what characteristic of God it shows us, and we will give him praise for that attribute. Why is it important to study these names or attributes of God? Many people think that God is unknowable or too big for us to understand. And that is true in a sense. We will never fully know him. Definitely not this side of heaven, but probably even when we get to heaven. And uh, we may never fully know all there is to know about him. He is probably way too big, even for our glorified, perfected minds when we get to heaven to totally know and comprehend. But what he has revealed to us in the Bible about his character are the parts that he found most important for us to understand and know. Maybe with our limited human brains, that is all we are capable of knowing. But the bottom line is that is enough. What we find in his written word is enough for us to live, be wise, obey, praise, and glorify him. In other words, really, no other attribute there could be about him is necessary to know. These character traits that we learn of God in the scriptures help us get to know him in a way that we can love, appreciate, praise, and worship him. These traits aren't meaningless or to be brushed off. To me, they're the core of our faith. It would be horrible to have a God who either didn't reveal anything about himself to us or who didn't have a character. How could you know, love, respect, honor, obey, or worship someone you didn't know? How can you have a relationship with someone you don't know? It wouldn't be possible. So God shows us parts of himself so we can know at least some things about him, so we can glorify him and can in part know the God we serve and worship. As we learn these attributes, we draw closer to him. Our praise is deeper and more meaningful. It bolsters our faith. We can sometimes see God working in some ways of his attributes in your life or the lives of others. 
After my miscarriages, which sort of woke me up to re-engage with the faith I professed, I dug into learning the attributes of God. It gave me so much comfort, joy, praise, and adoration to him to know and accept these things about him. Even the parts that people don't talk about much, like his justice, his wrath, or even his holiness. God isn't just love. When I learned what his justice truly means, that some people are going to hell because of sin, or that he has wrath for sinners, and what his holiness really means, that because of his holiness, he can't stand sin on any level. They were hard truths, but they are true. I knew that. I accepted them and all that he is. This is our creator, our Father God. He is God Almighty, all-sufficient, sovereign, never-changing, Lord, Master, self-existent, our banner, our shepherd, healer, righteousness, sanctifier, everlasting, jealous, provider, peace, the God who sees, powerful and mighty, omniscient, omnipresent, the rock, the strong one, restorer, redeemer, wonderful counselor, God with us, deliverer, guide, hiding place, hope, intercessor, keeper, life, bread of life, living water, love, light of the world, man of sorrows, our portion, rewarder, source, supplier, fulfillment, the way, exceeding joy, forgiver, faithful, slow to anger, gracious, savior, merciful, Judge, Lord of hosts, husband, father, song, strength, kind, established, truth, freedom, just, wrath, and holy. There may be more that I haven't said, but this is a pretty good list. So today, we are going to take a look at Elohim, which means God, mighty creator. So in the scriptures, we can see right out of the gate at Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So in that, we see his creative power and authority and sovereignty. We can observe and appreciate the world and everything that God made. We recognize and appreciate that humans, us, we were made in God's image. You were created to bear his image, and so were others. Living with this awareness, how that affects how we live and how we treat others. Going over to Genesis 1, 26 to 28. Then God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, and the image of God, he created them, or him, male and female, he created them. God also blessed them, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the heavens, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Then going over to Genesis 28, verses 10 through 22. Jacob left Beersheba and went toward Haran, and he came to a certain place and stayed there that night because the sun had set. Taking one of the stones of the place, he put it under his head and lay down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed, and behold, there was a ladder set up 
on the earth, and the top of it reached to heaven. And behold, the angels of God were ascending and descending on it. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, the God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and to your offspring. Your offspring shall be like the dust of the earth, and you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in you and your offspring shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Behold, I am with you and will keep you forever and will keep you wherever you go. And I will bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have promised you. Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know it. And he was afraid and said, How awesome is this place! This is none other than the house of God, and this is the gate of heaven. So early in the morning, Jacob took the stone that he had put under his head and set it up for a pillar and poured oil on top of it. He called the name of that place Bethel, but the name of the city was Luz at first. Then Jacob made a vow, saying, If God will be with me and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and clothing to wear so that I come again to my father's house in peace, then the Lord shall be my God. And this stone, which I have set up for a pillar, shall be God's house. And all that you give me, I will give a full tenth to you. And then going over real quick to chapter 35, verses 1 through 8. God said to Jacob, Arise, go up to Bethel and dwell there. Make an altar there to the God who appeared to you when you fled from your brother Esau. So Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you, and purify yourselves, and change your garments. Then let us arise and go up to Bethel, so that I may make there an altar to God, the God who answers me in the day of my distress, and has been with me wherever I have gone. So they gave to Jacob all the foreign gods that they had, and the rings that were in their ears. Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree that was near Shechem. And as they journeyed, a terror from God fell upon the cities, that were around them, so that they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. And Jacob came to Luz, that is Bethel, which is in the land of Canaan, he and all the people who were with him. And there he built an altar and called the place El Bethel, because there God had revealed himself to him when he fled from his brother. And Deborah, Rebekah's nurse, died, and she was buried under an oak below Bethel. So he called its name Alon Bakuth. Okay, so... In those passages, we see God sustains us, and he cares about us and blesses us. Now, that was, that was all narrative, things that happened to Jacob, but that was the start of God's people. So, if you are a child of God, then God will be that way, you know, sustaining us, caring about us, and blessing us as well. Now over to a few places in the Psalms. We have Psalm 102. I'll go ahead and read the whole Psalm 102 here. It is titled, Do Not Hide Your Face From Me. And it says, A prayer of one afflicted when he is faint and pours out his complaint before the Lord. Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let me cry. Let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me. Answer me speedily in the day when I call. For my days pass away like smoke, and my bones burn like a furnace. My heart is struck down like grass and has withered. I forget to eat my bread. Because of my loud groaning, my bones cling to my flesh. I am like a desert owl of the wilderness, like an owl in the waste places. I lie awake. I am like a lonely sparrow on the housetop. 
all the day my enemies taunt me. Those who deride me use my name for a curse. For I eat ashes like bread and mingle tears with my drink. Because of your indignation and anger, for you have taken me up and thrown me down. My days were like an evening shadow. I wither away like grass. But you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. You are remembered throughout all generations. You will arise and have pity on Zion. It is the time to favor her. The appointed time has come, for your servants hold her stones dear and have pity on her dust. Nations will fear the name of the Lord, and all the kings of the earth will fear your glory. For the Lord builds up Zion. He appears in his glory. He regards the prayer of the destitute and does not despise their prayer. Let this be recorded for a generation to come, so that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord, that he looked down from his holy height from heaven. The Lord looked at the earth to hear the groans of the prisoners, to set free those who are doomed to die, that they may declare in Zion the name of the Lord, and in Jerusalem his praise. When peoples gather together in kingdoms to worship the Lord, he has broken my strength in mid-course. He has shortened my days. O my God, I say, take me not away in the midst of my days, you whose years endure throughout all generations. Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe, and they will pass away. But you are the same, and your years have no end. The children of your servants shall dwell secure. Their offspring shall be established before you. So we see here that God is unchanging. He is perfect. He is outside time and space. He always was and always will be. He is wise, all-powerful, good, stable, strong, and trustworthy. Okay, so I have a couple of other quick verses to look up here just to show some more examples of God, the Almighty God, our Creator. Psalm eighteen twenty-seven to 30. For you save a humble people, but the haughty eyes you bring down. For it is you who light my lamp, the Lord my God lightens my darkness. For by you I can run against a troop, and by my God I can leap over a wall. This God, his way is perfect, the word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. And then we go over to Psalm 19.1. The heavens declare the glory of God, and the sky above proclaims his handiwork. Then we jump over to Psalm 139.13-16. For you formed my inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being made in secret, intricately woven in the depths of the earth. Your eyes saw my unformed substance. In the book were written, every one of them, the days that were formed for me, when as yet there was none of them. And then two more verses over in Isaiah. Isaiah 40, verses 27 to 31. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God? Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint, and to him who has no might, he increases strength. Even youths shall faint and be weary, 
and young men shall fall exhausted. But they who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. And then just down to Isaiah 41, verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So in all those passages, there are examples of showing us our almighty God, our creator. So with that, we're going to give praise and thanksgiving. We're going to confess some things and we're going to ask God for some things. So I'm going to close with a prayer that follows that outline. Let us pray. Dear Father God, we praise you for your power in creating the heavens and the earth out of nothing, ex nihilo. You created the world and everyone in it, and you continue to sustain it. For your unchanging nature, you're immutable. You see all and know all, you're omniscient and omnipresent. Nothing comes as a surprise to you. And we thank you that you created us and made us in your image. You have blessed us with many good things. We thank you that you, our creator, is perfect. Nothing can be added or taken away to improve your nature. You are there as a stable rock or fortress for us to take shelter and find comfort and rest. You care for us and love us, his children, more than we could know. You are trustworthy and faithful, doing what you say in your word you will do, drawing us to yourself offering salvation, forgiveness, and redemption. And Lord, we come and confess any tendencies we have to forget that every human life, including our own, is sacred. Tendencies to take your earthly blessings for granted. Tendencies to put you on our level as if you're subject to the same laws, limitations, and emotions that are ever-changing as ours are. So God, we ask you to renew our sense of wonder and gratitude for the things that you made, to increase our desire to bless others with the gifts that you have given us, to help us perceive your greatness more fully, so we'll stop projecting our human feelings and judgments on you, to realize your sovereignty and to work in our hearts, and to fully accept that, to give us a desire to know you and love you more, and that we will give you glory in all that we do. We ask this in your precious holy name. Amen. So that's a wrap for this week. Join me next time as we will be reading and discussing Psalm 90 and giving God thanks and praise to see what we can learn about him in that psalm. This podcast is part of the Christian Podcast Community. If you're looking for more great podcasts, please visit podcasts.strivingforeternity.org slash shows. Or you can just do a Google search of Christian Podcast Community. There are shows for women, for men, for parenting, about entertainment, current events, apologetics, and lots of theology. So check them out. If you'd like to get in touch, we can connect in the following ways. My blog is www.kristen-hamilton.com. Email inawonderpodcast, all one word, at gmail.com. 
voicemail 724-237-5319. I have not been active on social media in quite a while. I'm still on Twitter, but I don't really post and I've only scanned things a little bit, but my Twitter handle is at Kristen Hammy. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N-H-A-M-I. I have a Facebook page, which is public. You can find it at www.facebook.com slash in reverence of God. All one word. I do have a private Facebook group for women only, but again, haven't been active on there in a while. That is facebook.com slash groups slash five solas. And then I do have a Patreon page set up, but I do not have any like tiers or levels to participate at, I don't think. And if I do, then I didn't put any um, incentives on them like some of the podcasters and bloggers are doing. Maybe one day I'll get that all figured out here, but I need to get into a routine of regularly having episodes and posting first. But if you want to check out the Patreon, that is www.patreon.com slash in awe wonder. Keep reading your Bible and look for God's attributes. What verses cause you to confess any sins and ways that you can praise God for who he is and what he's done. 